Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good evening, Paige. Good evening, Mom. I had to look at the clock to see what time it was. Because one time you corrected me because I said the wrong thing. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh. I was like, good morning. You're like, it's afternoon. It's afternoon. Um, how was your day? Good. We dyed eggs. You dyed eggs. Not we, Mom and I. We, my, me and my boyfriend. We dyed eggs. Ninja eggs. They looked like ninjas. Awesome. Um. Glad you guys had a good time dying yeah. eggs. Um, <clears throat> so, West, fun subject. Fun subject. So, we're going to talk about ADHD and substance abuse, and you're going to stop crinkling things. Yep. Awesome. Sorry about that. Uh, what'd you learn? Okay. So, um, I'm just going to refer to it as um, SUD. Yep. So, substance okay. use disorder. There you go. Sub, sub, sud, 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 sud. So, um, it's more likely in people, individuals who have undiagnosed or untreated ADHD. Can we talk about the word treated for a second? Yeah. And what that means? Not medicated. That's not all it means, though. It's not. Some people, I have lots of clients that don't take medication for their ADHD. You're not doing anything to help. But they do. Help your body. They exercise or they watch their diet or they um, they do coaching or they have therapy or they have a combination of those things. So, or they take, um, there are a couple of different um, like homeopathic treatments. Okay. So they might do one of those, right? So treatment doesn't just mean I take a stimulant medication. Okay. So- it, I, I wouldn't want somebody to hear this and be like, no. I don't take a stimulant medication. Oh my God, I'm going to get sad. Um, oh, no, that's not true. That's not what we're that's saying at all. Treatment means like you're just doing something to help manage the challenges of ADHD. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> there was this study in 2011 by this um steve lee and his colleagues okay well i guess um, we'll attach that to the no one it didn't explain who steve lee was but i'm going to assume he's a doctor or something um it showed that people with adhd are twice as likely to untreated untreated are so every time we say adhd, ADHD it's mean untreated, untreated instance or yeah um to have uh, twice as likely to have ever smoked a cigarette and three times more likely to become addicted to nicotine. Right. And you and I talked about teenage girls get addicted to two, two cigarettes. Two cigarettes. That's not that much. That's not. That's, that's not anything. So I've got to think like. Like two whole ones or like two tries? Like, oh, I'm no, like try two cigarettes. Okay. But still, vaping has more nicotine in it than. A cigarette does. And And most people these days don't smoke cigarettes. They vape. They vape. Right? So so that's got to mean like after one cigarette worth of vape. I don't know. I don't know know how vaping works. Um, Right? That it's also highly addictive, right? Yeah. So Um, let's see here. It's almost twice as likely 
to be to become dependent on alcohol or cocaine, mm-hmm. which cocaine seems to be a popular thing amongst people with ADHD. If, they're, if they're going to do it, yes, personal experience. not from personal experience, <laughs> cocaine, because it like, it's it, um, yeah, yeah. It, like helps, which is interesting, like, though, focus, because which I find. But that that's weird because alcohol is a depressant. So some people are trying to like numb, numb themselves and some people are trying to like mm-hmm. gain a way to focus. I, just, I just think that's interesting. Um, approximately 1.5 times more likely to meet the criteria for cannabis use disorder. Mm. We're going to talk so more about weed. that next episode. So if you didn't know what that was. That's weed. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then more than 2.5 times likely to develop any form of substance abuse disorder or substance use disorder. Yeah, so. And then we're more vulnerable to become addicted to gambling. Right. Um, so the why. Yes. Because some, some said that they weren't too sure. Okay. And, um, but I think it would be, I, these are the ones that I came up with. So impulsivity, you're more likely to take risks. So you're going to be the one that's more likely to be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll smoke that cigarette or I'll try that cigarette. Um, so risk taking a uh, self-medicating. So undiagnosed ADHD. And if you've never were diagnosed or you were never like, hey, that person might have ADHD, you'll find your brain might sometimes find a way to like find, treat itself. Treat itself. Yep. So self, self-medicating, um, familial, familial risk factors. So there was, there have been several studies that indicate that an increase of ADHD in children whose mothers drank alcohol, smoked cigarettes, or did any other form of substance abuse while they were pregnant they're more likely to, well, that makes sense because even in the neurotypical world, if you have a parent who's an alcoholic, you're statistically more likely to become addicted to alcohol. Right. So that tracks. Or or to have some kind of health issue when you're born. Yes, that too. (laughs) Don't do bad stuff when you're pregnant. It's not cool. Um, And then peer pressure. That is peer pressure. Mm-hmm. which i think they succumb to yeah from wanting friends or mm-hmm. wanting people to just like them and talk to them mm-hmm. but or even you don't want to be like, around those people if they're smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol you don't want to be friends with those people most likely no i, I mean, mean they like could be not a good influence and we all pick up even if you don't have adhd we tend to pick up the habits of the people that we're around so like I just had this client who just finished working with me. And when he started with me, he was like, he wasn't doing anything really bad. Right. But he was late to school every day. He was skateboarding all the time. He wasn't doing his homework. He wasn't eating great or taking his meds regularly. Mm-hmm. And after working with me for about eight months, he really turned his life around. So he's, 
gotten to college. Nice. He started taking some college class, dual <clears throat> enrollment classes in high school. Oh, um, he's one of those. He started smart. hanging out with like totally <clears throat> different people. Um, <clears throat> he started crazy. eating really well. He did like tons of his own research about what he should be eating for his brain wiring. Um, right. So and then a lot, a big part of it was like, he had to find new friends, right. which was a real struggle. It right. Is. I mean, <clears throat> he had a lot of, well, it's hard to make <clears throat> friends to begin with, but he also felt really guilty about like <clears throat> dumping these other friends for new oh, friends. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but it's best to do what was best for him yeah. right so um so there's a lot of coaching around that aspect good job mm-hmm. mom you helped him look he helped himself he wanted to good do job. the job coaches only only half of it you got to want to do the work yourself right all right okay. so don't know where the rest of all my information went but <clears throat> um there's this i don't know if it's still on netflix I really hope not because I, I hated this documentary so much. There's this documentary that was or still is on Netflix. Um, I do recommend watching it, but don't take a lot of the information very seriously. It's called mm-hmm. Take Your Pills. It's an ADHD, an ADHD documentary. Um, it basically just confirms like people's false fears, false fear or valid fears but false, like, everyone's thought about ADHD medication and how it's like meth and how it, like, doesn't help people. Or that you need more and more of it. Yeah, which Not people true. think. Um, so there is clinical, solid, ba- solid basic and clinical research shows that there is no evidence that stimulant, stimulants increase substance abuse or the risk to addiction. There's actually yeah. evidence that says people who take stimulant medication at the correct dose mm-hmm. um, for them right. um, are actually less likely to abuse other substances. Yeah. So I have another client who actually, when she did get diagnosed in her late 20s um, and started taking it, she decided to clean up her whole life. Um, and so one of the things that she did was get diagnosed. Um, she stopped drinking. She <clears throat> stopped doing other recreational drugs. She um, started working with me. Nice. Right. And so she saw like a huge improvement in her life. And like, she still doesn't drink. Right. And we've been working together for a long time. Um, <clears throat> and she still like chooses not to drink because Drinking for people, alcohol for people who have ADHD is like a surefire way to say, no, thank you, self-regulation. I don't want you. Uh, (laughs) You already have enough trouble with self-regulation. So doing anything that's going to like make it even harder to use self-regulation is not a great idea. Um, Alcohol is just really, really bad for people with ADHD. Oh, not that you should be doing any other yeah. recreational drug. Right. They're all, they're they're all, all bad. Drugs. They're all bad for your brain and your body and everything else. But um, yeah, so being on those medications um, can 
and help, not not hinder. It's not like so. I think we just should address this idea. So we're not doctors, no. But I think we no, should address close. this idea of of like what the meds are supposed to do, what they're supposed to what do. they're supposed to do if you're on right. So like right. people with ADHD can have like three to five different tracks of thought at the same time. This you is sort of shouldn't mine. be able to do that. This well, you should be able to do it if you have ADHD because that's how the ADHD brain works. But it makes it difficult to follow a task from beginning all the way to completion when that happens. Right. And so part of what the ADHD drugs are supposed to do is that they quiet quiet your brain. They don't make it completely go away often. They quiet some of those other tracks so that you can decide to have one track, like one thought pattern from beginning to completion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ADHD drugs do not like make you robotic and they don't make you that robotic. Was something that they the should not make shows. you, they should not make you feel like a zombie. You shouldn't be not having a full range of emotions, right? When you're sad, you still be sad. It doesn't do anything for emotional dysregulation. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's not what it's supposed to do. However, many people say that they have less anxiety when they go on the meds. And that's because they're now getting their crap done. <laughs> and that's why, right? But <clears throat> but you really want to, you know, if you're going to start meds or even if you're on meds and you think like it's not working, it doesn't do anything, or I can't tell when they're in my body and when they're not in my body, you're on the wrong dose. Right? You're either under-medicated or over-medicated. According to um, a webinar I did with William Dotson, MD, he says that like two to 4% of the population of people with ADHD are already overdosed, even on the lowest dose of ADHD medication, right. which is not very many, not very many people with ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. But like 40% of people with ADHD aren't medicated enough, even on the highest dose of ADHD meds, right? Because ADHD meds work on how quickly you metabolize them and move them through your body and not on your height and weight like other drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's you really have to be patient about like finding the right med, but like you know in a day if that was the right med. It's not like I hear about doctors who are like, take this med at this exact dose for two weeks or for a month and then come back. That's what but no, you didn't. You upped it every five every day. You went up five milligrams is what you did. Oh. Until you over a two-week period. Until every day until you found the right dose. Okay. Right. So some people though they're like take five milligrams of Adderall for two weeks. Well, well then you I know like- you had in the past okay. with other doctors. Once we found a doctor that could titrate it correctly, we didn't do it that way. Right. But you know, in a day of five milligrams is not enough. And quite frankly, you're probably not the two to 4% that fall in that over. Right. So Right. I think the other falsehood is that people say they can't sleep if they take it too late. If you're on the right dose, it should actually help you fall asleep. 
because it quiets your brain because what happens to a lot of people with ADHD is their meds wear out. They force their way through whatever evening routine they have because they don't want to take more meds. And then they lay in bed and their mind will not <laughs> stop moving. Um, and now they can't fall asleep, right? So <laughs> that's not great, right? Because now you're not getting good sleep, which means now when you wake up, your brain isn't rested. Cycle begins, right? Yes. So <clears throat> I think understanding what the meds should do is really important, yes. right? Do your own research. Look up, you know, there's lots of free information online. Look up good doctors that talk about it. You know, Russell Russell Barkley, who's now retired, but um, William Dotson is also now retired, but his information's still out there. Thomas Brown, Ned Hollowell, right? Like, look up what good researchers are saying about the meds so that you understand how they work so that when you go to your doctor... You can have an informed conversation about yes. it because there are 45 different medications 45. on the market for ADHD, right? So everybody thinks like, oh, Adderall, but yeah. there's other drugs. <laughs> there are other drugs or there are other forms of other drugs, right? Like some, some drugs are designed for like middle schoolers so that they can get themselves up in the morning. So they take it at night before they go to bed and eight hours later, it kicks in by itself. Oh. So their parents aren't doing this whole like dragging the kid out, out of bed. bed thing, right. It makes a nicer morning for everybody. Um, right. Wake up time is not a happy time in a lot of houses with middle schoolers or high schoolers with ADHD. Um, Cause often the parent has, ADHD too, one or both of them, right? So like they're all having terrible waking up, right? So I think understanding how the meds are supposed to work and doing your own research and having informed conversations with your doctor are an important part. But this idea of like quieting the fears of people who don't know what they're talking about, saying yes. that you need more and more ADHD meds, that's not necessarily true. I will say, though, when your kid's a teenager, you're going to try lots of different doses because there's lots of different hormone changes, mm -hmm. and that's what's affecting those changes. It's not that your kid needs more and more drug. It's that <laughs> your kid's hormones are raging, and it's hard to find the right dosage, right? Like, for you, we must have changed the so dosage many. so many times so many until times. you were like, 18 and then it was like good for a little bit and then it was and then it was not and then well then you had some other mental health issues and then we found a really great doctor and now it's actually and now it's really good yes. really the right drag right i think it's just really important to find the right doctor who understands yes. the pharmacology as well right so what else did you find out that was my um whole soapbox okay but I don't think it helps that their class, ADHD medicine is classified as a, what is it called? A class two no. controlled substance. A controlled substance yeah. and everything. And plus people, sorry. Well, because um, it's people not great do, for everybody. To abuse it. Like in college, the yeah. study drug. Yes. I think that helps too. So. Exactly. There, There's absolutely. So but I think that's where. The Adderall's from. been used. Well, not Adderall itself. Ritalin. Ritalin itself has been used since like 
the 1920s as a study drug. Yeah, but there are—that's what doesn't really help. There are over fears for sure, but that's why you have to do your own research, right? There are over seventy gold star tests. So gold star, like gold standard, would be like double blind, peer reviewed studies. Real good studies that say stimulant medications work. Okay. Do yes. they work for absolutely everybody? No. 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 Sorry. Some people just can't do the meds. Uh, is it the only way to treat ADHD? No. Right? You got to like figure out what's right for you and for your brain and for your body. Um, or for where you live, right? Like when Father Michael was on, he was like, I'm a priest. I barely make any money. I can't afford ADHD meds. So he has to do something else, right? <laughs> Um, we just have lots of other support in place, right? Some people don't have great insurance, so they can't afford it. Okay, buy a pair of sneakers and exercise, right? Like there are definitely other ways to treat ADHD other than meds. If you don't want to do the meds, I'm just saying people shouldn't automatically be afraid of the meds. Yes. Also, I'd say a really good resource to do your own research is pubmed.org because all of those are going to be like double-blind peer review studies. PubMed. PubMed. P-U-D-M-E-D dot gov. Dot gov. Dot gov. So it's legitimate. Yeah. Dot gov. Dot gov. Not dot com. No. Dot com is no good. No. Dot com suck. Um, I'm just joking. Just watch where you get your information from is all we're saying. Um, what else did you learn? Um, I don't know. Because they'd all disappeared. Hmm. So I don't know what else I learned. Because I learned this a few days ago. <laughs> so I did learn things. I know I want to make that clear. I just currently do not remember. You know, relevant information at a relevant time is a problem for people with ADHD sometimes, um, which is pretty funny. It's funny with conflict. Um, so, um, like, we never, we never really discussed it. You were young, right? So I just like what? put you on the meds. Oh yes, I was twelve. How do you feel about your meds? Oh, I like, I like them. I like, I like the quietness of my brain. I don't like how I feel because I've accidentally not taken it before, like recently. And I felt like my heart was just like racing because I was just like all over the place and it felt very uneasy. And then I had my, my, um, my little, my littler one. One that I take in the afternoon sometimes. Mm, yeah, I took though that, and I I felt better, like pretty much immediately. Like sometimes it like yeah, because it's uh, kind of takes it a minute for me to really register. Like okay, you're cool now. Um. So, how do you feel when you don't have your med? You've definitely taken med breaks like in the past. Have I? Yeah, like have I or have I just run out? 
And Jack was like, we should have her off medicine every weekend. We were actually purposely taking a med break. It was were like we? spring break. So we purposely oh. took a med break, break just because sure you we wanted to like one. make sure you were on like all the right stuff. It was when you were in high school and, you know, hormones. hormones. So we were just checking stuff out. So we took you off all the meds that you take at, at the time that you right. took. Um, and yes, so you were... For everyone, <laughs> we're full of a lot of energy. Let's say I still have lots of energy. I hope this energy goes away. I don't want to be it's having just... this energy when I'm like seventy. Seriously, I want to chill out when I'm seventy. So <laughs> <laughs> be vibing. I do. 70? I do. <laughs> I don't want to hear the energy of a 20 year old. And then there have been times when you've run out or run out. the happy, happy time when the insurance changed and oh, there yes. was a whole, there was a whole confusion and I was yeah. out for like half a year. No, it wasn't half a year. It, felt it, like was, it, was, it was like a month and a half. Was it only a month and a half? It felt like so long. Yeah. Oh, for me too. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was just, I do remember the first time we did it. The first medication that I was on, the very, yes, first, the very time, first time, you I well. remember I scared a teacher. Yeah. Because I was just like all like jittery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't stay on that then. We did not. We and that right that's on. the one that I like lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And I had to drink those boost drinks. Yep. They were like, you need to gain more weight or we're pulling you off. Yeah. Yep. I was pulled off anyway. I don't yeah, know we, if it was because of the weight issue, but it just wasn't. It was. Did that make my stomach hurt though? It, it made your stomach hurt. No, you were not it? eating. I don't know you, which one that was. Um, but you just weren't getting the results that we wanted from it anyway. So, like, it wasn't working as well as we wanted. Well, was and it? it was causing health problems. Which mm-hmm. one was it? Ritalin? Did I ever take Ritalin? Not straight Ritalin. Um, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't Adderall. It was later. Yeah. It wasn't Vyvanse because that was more That was recent. more high school. Um, I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for you. Is what it was. It was for me. Um, what else? How else do you feel about your mind? Mm. Some it's it's interesting because some people are like I don't like how they feel when I'm on them. I and, like, and I, other people are like I take it 365 days a year. Why would you not take your meds? Mm-hmm. Um, and every combination in between, I've come across amongst my clients. So I mean, like sometimes, sometimes on my days off, sometimes I won't take it. When I'm sick, I won't take it. Because you have nothing to focus on. Because I have nothing anyway, to focus on. Just gonna lay or, I just like forget on my days off. And then it's like late, later in the day. And I'm like, I've already made it through half the day. No reason to take it now. Those aren't very productive those days. Those are not productive days. Like those aren't the days like when you need to get personal stuff done. Like that's not going to happen. Those are days where I binge like Wednesday or something. Right, you um, <clears throat> you definitely. I, it's really yeah. obvious to me. So that's what one of my coworkers said. Like, wow, mm-hmm. it's really like she was like, I don't mean to be rude because I was like, what? And she's like, I don't mean to be rude. It's just like it's there's such a difference. But there should be a dramatic like there. 
I think you should be able to tell. And I think if you can't, you're not on the right, right, either the right drug or the right amount of the drug, right? Um, but yeah, no, we can, I can totally tell. I mean, sometimes you get offended, right? I'll be like, did you take your meds? <laughs> and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, we have stuff to do. Or one time I accidentally, t- I didn't remember if I took my night medicine. So I took it again. That's a different med. It is. A it's not med. an ADHD med, but don't do that. Neither of them are ADHD meds, actually. Did you take it at night? No. Mm-hmm. But I was very, 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 very tired this morning. It's a side effect. Jeez. Why can't I wake up? Because usually I feel super groggy and unawake when I don't take my medicine. Right. And then when I take it, I just, like, feel more awake. But that didn't happen. So I was like, what the hell is going on? Are there things that are good things to mention about meds? Or, like, things that a lot of people, like, aren't told? Like... You can't drink orange juice. Before... uh, Citric acid. Citric acid. Before, like, two hours before, two hours after you take it. So So, grapefruit. So if you're... You're giving your kid a fruit smoothie and sending him off to middle school. That kid is going to pee out his medicine. Smoothies are great. Even before first period. So um, so don't do that. Um, Also, like, you're supposed to maintain the amount of caffeine your intake you have. So, like, if you're an adult and you're, like, two cups of coffee kind of person you have to drink you have two to cups. always be a two cups of coffee person because they take that into account when they're prescribing the dosage mm-hmm. um and you'll notice the difference if you don't have the two cups of coffee um or if you have more cups of coffee um so it's not that you can't have caffeine you just need to keep it consistent it's just the the citric acid you can't have yeah citric acid you it forms no, a salt in, in your body first, your body has first yeah, two hours before, two hours after. And after that, you can have as yeah. much as you want. Well, you know, within reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, um, you know, how well you sleep and how well you eat is going to affect how well your brain works in general, right? So I took this class with um, Artie Tuckerman, who's a psychologist he's fairly well known in the ADHD world as well and I took a class with him and he was saying that he had this client patient who was complaining that his meds weren't working anymore and he just wanted to up them hey Jack can you just up my meds and he was like or actually already doesn't prescribe meds so he was talking to his therapist about going to the doctor and asking to up oh. meds is actually what was happening He's the therapist. Already can't up your meds. Um, so he said, well, let's just like investigate what's going on in your life. Cause like they were working and now they're not. That's weird. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just turned out that like the guy's lifestyle habits had changed so much that he wasn't getting, he was only getting like six hours of sleep a night instead of eight. Oh. Right. And he had been getting closer to eight before. Right. And so the guy just immediately thought it was the meds not working, but like, it's not always, it's not always the meds. You still have to sleep. You still have to eat protein. You still have to do the other things to take care of yourself. Right. Like they're all interdependent, right? Like the meds allow you to 
form good self-care habits. But if you let the good self-care habits, good, good good self-care habits habits drop, then the meds aren't going to be as effective, right? Because, right. right? So it's a, it's a cycle. It's all connected, right? You can't drop any one piece. Yes. Do you have other thoughts about men's and substance abuse? I don't know about other people, but the the like the facts about like just having a more addictive personality mm-hmm. keeps me like not wanting those things, so I like never try them. Yeah, like I've been offered, like I paid, like my friend, all of my friends, like my friends at work, they all vape. So much so that I get vaping ads because my phone like listens. <laughs> I get like, don't That's- vape. Don't vape ads. Super creepy. Vaping, you you're inhaling tox or nickel and other metals into your lungs. Yeah, they just found this new lung mm-hmm. disease that's attached to. Vaping. And there's like this like metal monster. It's kind of creepy, but regardless. Or there is one person who you used to work there. He smoked cigarettes though, and whenever I would walk by, he's like, "Paige, you want to smoke a cigarette with us?" I was like, "No, thank you. I like breathing." Mm-hmm. You enjoy right. though. So it's a nice good heart boundary though, right? Yes. Like, like I don't ever been, try it. You've never done and I drink any like kind of drugs. One drink. Right? You don't drink a lot. I don't. Unless we're at the beach. And sometimes with your family. Yeah. It's a little but safer. It's still like but not even like, every night. I'm not like <laughs> getting getting drunk every night. <laughs> no. You've never been like a club party girl kind of mm-hmm. club sounds Clubbing sounds terrible. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, you do have those sensory issues too, right? So a crowded, really loud place probably isn't with flashing lights. Probably isn't for you. With a bunch of drunk people, <laughs> drunk people do some weird stuff. Indeed, um, right? But like just having that nice boundary with yourself, or if you are a parent, maybe talking about those nice, boundaries. firm boundaries with like your middle schooler. I know it sounds early, but for sure, there are sixth graders who are drinking and smoking and doing pot. So um, because they have, it does seem kind of young, but they have, they have siblings. I had no interest in alcohol when I was 11. Well, just saying, I was like, no, thank you. That sounds disgusting. I'll take my apple juice. (laughs) Fair enough. But. Every family is different and you don't know what goes on behind closed doors in other people's houses, right? So setting your kid up with some nice, good, firm boundaries and letting them come up with the boundaries, right? Like I didn't tell you not to do drugs. So I'm like, hey, that's like really not good for your brain. What do you want to do? Um, Right? Because people with ED, they don't like to be told what to do. So let them be part of the conversation. Just don't say, don't smoke, don't do drugs. Don't, that's not going to work. Also, I have friends in high school. One of one friend in particular, whose mother really wasn't a good mother. She actually wasn't a mother. Yeah. She was not a mother. Um, And so she, he, she like drank and like did drugs and stuff when she was pregnant with him and like still did it. And 
not a good situation. So my friends weren't into that stuff. So it wasn't something that I was ever pressured to do around my friends anyway. Right. Plus, I feel like my school, spite, like sometimes we went on our way to like somewhere to go eat or like the gas station or something, we would smell pot. Sure. So people were doing it. I just don't think it was a very big thing where I went to school. Or amongst the people you were associating with. Yes. Yeah. So so the, those are also good boundaries, right? Right. So make like, the friends who don't like that type of stuff. Make make good choices. <laughs> make good choices. Make good choices. Um and have those boundaries set in place because if it's already set in place and you've like grown you've like it's been around for years and that's just like no I don't smoke no I don't do drugs no I don't whatever Mm -hmm. then when you come into the situation you don't have to think in that moment you You could just be automatic exactly that makes it a lot easier Mm -hmm. right because um it's everywhere even where people don't think it is I think the my point was that uh, like because obviously no one really peer pressures you as an adult. I feel like that's not really something adults do. Yeah. It's more of a high school, middle school thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to say this without being like judgy or mean. But where we used to live, because mm-hmm. we don't live in that town anymore. It was very much half rich half yep. poor it was a lot of the people a lot of people i went to school with were very very poor. Mm-hmm. so they probably couldn't even afford that type of stuff <laughs> yeah. so it was never around for me to be like peer pressured into sure. doing anything yeah no so i guess yeah. it wasn't as mean as i thought it would be in my head no but it was a very very split. it was a very split town but then sure. high, in high school a bunch of people who were like who went to a certain middle school mm-hmm. a certain middle school you wanted to send me to mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about um they the which is i guess like more of more rich mm-hmm. area yep so i feel like they they kind of see a lot of them seemed like they might be doing stuff like that or they like probably were i don't know i wasn't friends with them they never talked to me those super rich kids didn't talk to me yeah shoot um but middle school for sure definitely well except for those few eighth graders but they weren't in my grade so all right cool anything else Mm -mm. say goodbye bye Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to theneurodiversetoolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.